everybody. Uh, before we get to the episode, this is Bill. Just want to let you know about a little project we got going on. We notice a lot of people, they don't have a lot of clothes to wear. They got raggedy shirts on. The shirts are falling off their back. They're tired. They're crinkled. I see what Joe's wearing. This piece of shit. Uh, it's, what, what's on that t-shirt? We don't want anybody listening to our show that looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> so we got together our uh, creative heads. We were... Uh, you know, brainstorming ideas. We came up with a T-shirt that everyone can wear, proudly displaying the STC Pod logo. And uh, you can find that. Go look on our website at uh, stcpod.com, and you're going to see uh, this glorious shirt. Looks like a Superman shirt, a superhero shirt. Looks great. Uh, men's and women's styles, different colors. I don't know. It's going to be cool. Check it out. There's only 13 days left to do it. 12 days. Time's ticking away. We made it a short campaign, so when you ordered it, you wouldn't have to wait that long for your T-shirt. So get it in you. Go over there, check it out, order some up. Thank you. On with episode 42. You want to just mail this episode in? Uh, yeah. That's the best way to do it, I, I figure. Just mail it in? Yeah, that's what people are looking for when they turn, a, turn this on and, you know, hear you moping around behind the mic. Are you in a good mood? I don't know, man. It's uh, I guess. Oh, I don't know. That's I, good. I just I'm thinking of all the shit I gotta do tomorrow. So tomorrow being uh, what seven hours from now? Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, yeah. Here we are. We're in the middle of the night again, but we're together, sitting across from a table from each other. We're together, and yet we're oh so far apart. We're in our favorite little room here, covered by. Uh, Lots of cool stuff. Of night. Mm-hmm. In, in a, our compound. In a warm blanket. <laughs> hey, let's just start things off. Do you want to uh, roll the intro? Here we go. Push play. And... What does that mean? <laughs> That's start where up? You, where you put the music, I guess. And music's done. Okay. Yeah. What? Go ahead. You want me to start this thing? Holy shit. Great, great episode so far, folks. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and welcome to another podcast episode of Start to Continue. I'm Joe. I'm sitting here with my partner in crime, Bill. Hello. Uh, If you've never listened to us before, STC Pod is a free-form podcast where we riff on anything and everything that interests the two of us, ranging from video games to movies to TV shows and all the other bullshit that goes on in our lives. You can find and follow us on Twitter at STCPod. Check out our blog, uh, www.stcpod.com. You can find our show there as well as on the Podomatic website, which is starttocontinue.podomatic.com. And check us out on YouTube youtube.com slash start to continue and look for us every friday on you on uh, itunes it's probably the easiest for people i guess if you want to do things easy isn't it if you subscribe to it on itunes it automatically populates in your device when it gets published is that how that works because that's how it's done properly i think if you get the podomatic app too you could set the whole thing up through Android, the same way, using the Podomatic app. Or I think Stitcher has an app, too, or on Stitcher. I keep forgetting about that directory. <sighs> hmm. 
Did you see what episode it was? No, I did not. Because <laughs> you, you don't know, do you? I forgot. This is episode number 42. It is 42. Keep trucking along. We're going to be at 50 in no time. Eight you more have, episodes uh, and we can finally call it quits. <laughs> you, so that's your special plans for episode 50. I was going to ask what you had 50 special. Is, 50 is our last and final episode. So enjoy these final eight after this one, guys. Hmm. STC pod is calling it quits. Wow, there it is. You're just going to do trannies full on? No, I'm stopping everything. <laughs> okay. Just in time for you to finish your renovations and have all that free time on your hand. That's when you're going to stop everything? I think so, eh? That's a logical place and, and point to do it. Yep. <sighs> well, I thought we'd do uh, something a little bit different today uh, rather than our same old rigmarole ch- chat about all of Joe's problems and Joe's lunches and Joe's endeavors and Joe's. I can only, one man can only do so much. Anyways, we, we've hinted here and there about our past with technology and video game consoles and all that. Why not let's go back and figure out what exactly we had for video games, starting with, uh, you know, our first ever video game console or computer or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, see where it goes from there. I'm betting you had a million different consoles and computers and everything else, right? You had, like, staff members bringing in fresh technology Um, once a week? No, my parents really didn't buy buy me much i guess i don't know why but um <laughs> yeah no the first ever uh, game system my friends always had everything right like i had neighbors that were uh i guess they were pretty well off or they used the computers for work or whatever right so they always had game systems or the latest stuff and certainly had friends that you know parents were willing to buy them pretty much anything and everything so uh, if I didn't have it, they had it, and and more or less often it was I went to their houses to play things. But uh, no, the very first thing I had was a VIC twenty, good old Commodore VIC twenty. And to be honest with you, it's probably it's probably the one thing that I have my most fondest memory with in terms of game systems that I've ever played. So. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if my parents. Uh, I hope they didn't throw it out. I, I'm going to check their place tomorrow because I got to pop by there. But um, God, I love to to pull that and bring it back to my place. So hopefully, it's still there somewhere. Hmm. Well, I can relate big time. Uh, I was the same way. I, we didn't have the Atari or the Intellivision or those early Pongs, those early consoles. Right. I had cousins, and friends who had them. I went over there. I played them. Um, but for us as well, the first system to come in the house was the VIC-20. It was a super, super popular system. Um, it was. If only my parents had waited a little bit longer and got the 64. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I was in the same boat as well. But the VIC-20, like uh, the price got down to around 100 bucks at its prime. And they were... Um, Which they is were probably why I got it. <laughs> yeah, well, they were pumping out like 9,000 units. Um, a day of VIC-20. Really? 9,000 units a day at its peak. Of course, this being the early computer revolution, that didn't last for very long. VIC-20 petered out by 
84. So that's between 81 and 84. We probably got ours myself probably in the, it had to have been closer to 84 rather than 81. Yeah, well, well, the the Super Nintendo, or not Super Nintendo, the 8-bit NES, that came out 84, wasn't it? Was that 84? Uh, that sounds really familiar, yeah. Whatever it was, because I remember... Or 85. I got that pretty much when it came out as a Christmas gift, but the VIC-20 was a birthday gift in July for me, so... And I'm pretty sure I had that maybe for a year or two before I got the uh, 8-bit Nintendo. So that was next for you, was right to the NES. Yeah. But just going back to the VIC-20, I was just goofing on Google and checking shit out on it because, you know, just to go back and explore the memories of it. But, uh, yeah, so the VIC-20 was from 80, it said 80 to 85, but it was a 1.02 megahertz computer. It only came with the five kilobytes of memory, but I had the, um, I had bought the expandable cartridge hmm. that you plug into it to boost the memory up to 32 kilobytes. Oh, yeah, that went in, was it the side or the back? No, it was the back of it. And then I also had the 1530 data set uh, tape storage device. Cassette? Yeah. Yeah, me well, too. Well, they call it data set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that plugged into it. And I forget, I had one or two games that I had purchased uh, on cassette. I don't remember what they were. But um, I went through and, and pulled a list of a lot of the games I either had or played. And um, there was Blitz, which was uh, basically you're in a biplane flying over a city. And then you press like the space bar to drop a bomb and demo the yep. buildings. For sure. Uh, there was a game called Adventure, which was uh, a text adventure game. Yeah, I think I remember that. Uh, Sargon, which was chess. There was Rat Race. Uh, Omega Race, which was one of my favorites. That was like a version of Asteroids, I guess. That was really fucking good. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, Choplifter, Gorf, G-O-R-F, which was a version of, uh, a bigger version of like Space Invaders. Uh, Seamus, I don't remember what it was. I just reckon, remember the name. There was a game called Load Runner, which was like a version of uh, Pitfall, except you went up and down ladders, that kind of style. Cubert, mm-hmm. uh, Frogger, Ultima, right? Donkey Kong, Pole Position, and then I also had um, uh, Pirates Cove, which I believe was another text adventure game. And these, these were all on those big-ass cartridges, right? Uh, Raid on Fort Knox, which I believe was another text game, and Voodoo Castle, which was another text game, too. They were on the cartridges? Yeah. They weren't on the cassettes? I remember everything's being on the cassette. No, these were, these were all cartridge, the cartridges. I, I, I have no memory of the cartridges. Yeah, literally, the cassette one I had, like, one or two. One was, like, a, I think it was a space game or some bullshit. I don't remember what it was, but um, these were all cassette-based. Maybe you could have got them on, on uh, oh, sorry, these were all cartridge-based, but maybe you could have got them on cassette, maybe not. Remember, yeah. I remember the cassette oh, device not being ago. very um, very reliable for some reason. Where did the, where did the cart go? What, the cartridges? Yeah, in the back? Yeah, in the same back, where you, the same place you'd plug in the memory uh, cartridge. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I don't remember the carts at all. 
They're big, massive things, like bigger than your phone. Oh, yeah, way bigger than that, actually. Sorry. Hmm. I remember one game I really liked. I don't remember what it was called, but you were a little ship, and you were flying in front of this big shuttle, and the shuttle had shields on it. And you were uh, flying in front of the shuttle to protect it from whatever was coming at it as you were flying forward. Mm. Does that ring a bell? No. Maybe if I saw it. I definitely remember that Omega game, too. uh, Yeah, so I had the VIC-20, and then my uncle... um, uh, he got the, the 64, but he was using it for work. But he also had games on it. So anytime we were over there, which was almost like every other weekend, I'd be like, can I play your 64? And I'd spend the entire time there not ta- see, talking to my aunt or uncle, just playing on the on his uh, yeah. Commodore 64. Totally. I was like, oh, this thing's so much better than my piece of shit VIC-20. Totally. Seemed like all my friends had the 64. Well, I, I had the VIC-20. I remember I even, uh, you could get magazines that had the g- programs, you know, written in basic yep, in the magazine. Yeah, I, I did that too, and you, you type, could type all it that in. shit in. And then <laughs> half the time it'd be like, or at least on the VIC-20, oh, you ran out of memory. <laughs> that specifically happened to me. It was like on the 13th page of code. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, because that was fun, typing shit, all that shit in. I wish, I, I wish I'd kept those, man. Oh. Uh, the 64, I guess that debuted in uh, 82, and that jacked the price up to almost 600 bucks. And then in 85, the 128 came out. And the people who had the 128, we thought, whoa, these are the fancy pants, for sure. Yeah, that didn't last very long, though, the 128. No, then the Amiga. I think the 64. The Amiga came flying in right yeah. after that. I think more people stuck with the 64 than the 128 just because of... Uh... Well, I didn't write down what the price point was of the 128, but I bet you it was quite a jump. Well, it must have been if the 64 was going for around... I think the 64 is like 598 and they did like a price conversion where nowadays it would be like 1500 bucks. That kind of... Yeah. But, uh, oh, man, nothing but fond memories for that. And, you know, I keep coming across, I forget who I'm registered with or following on Twitter, but there's some kind of Victor Commodore Club going on, and there's something on, uh, uh, what's that site where you you beg for money? The sponsor? Like Kickstarter? Kickstarter or? bullshit with uh, some guy doing a, a Commodore book. On the history of the Commodore, right, and he's got like one a bunch of the programmers that are willing to help him and all that. So anyway, yeah, nothing but good memories. I love to, uh, God, if they threw mine out, I'd I'd love to find myself another one. Well, I remember seeing one company that's actually Fuck. making uh, modern computers, putting the guts of it in a VIC-20 or a C64 case. And it all works, like, uh, you know, the keyboard works, all the ports work, but it's a modern computer inside the guts, uh, inside the body of a Commodore. Looks pretty cool. I wonder if there's a... Is there some kind of, like, Jesus Christ, I'm tired. (laughs) Oh, great. Uh, Five minutes in. You know, fucking thing where it's... um, you can get all the Vic Twenty or sixty four games on it. Oh on yeah, it. somewhere have you seen those? Yep. I've never seen totally. one. Totally, I, I think if they're even free online, like one of the online video game archives. No. You can play them all online right in your browser. 
So the story of my VIC-20, it's, uh, of course, like every piece of uh, technology in my household, it died on us not long after we had it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a year or two it died, and we took it to be repaired from the local computer guy, the one guy in town who knew how to fix computers, and he said, for a $100 computer, there's not even any point in me opening it up we know you know it's just not going to be worth it so that was that for the vic 20 oh you know what's also funny um with the vic 20 there's like one store uh where i lived that uh was like the big computer store for the city that i knew of anyway right and uh so i'd go there to buy my vic 20 cartridges and i forget whatever they cost but uh, when we moved into our first house, uh, my wife and I, the guy, the, the family that moved across the road, well, by then it was just the husband and wife, but uh, he was the actual owner of the shop, which is still there now. Hmm. So yeah, I talked to him a couple of times saying, man, when I was a little kid, I used to come to your store and buy, uh, and buy these VIC-20 games. So I thought that was a weird coincidence that eventually he moved across the road from me. Yeah, and that that business survived all these years. Well, no, it went on to being like, a, you know, like one of those comp- like it was like a twenty million dollar business in the end, right? It mm-hmm. did like you know uh, servers and software upgrades for companies and all that shit, right? So it expanded. It started off as like a little computer store, and then it, it brought it into you know. Well, where the money was in the business. They managed to evolve and follow the yeah. industry. That's incredible. it's still incredible. there now, so I think it's been there for... Uh, Just looking at pictures of VIC-20 carts, and it is jogging my memory. I remember sticking them in. Yeah, those things were huge, too. I only had the uh, white ones. I remember mine being all white. I don't remember having any of the gray ones. Yeah, you see that Adventureland where it says... Uh, <coughs> Don't forget to type right on top of the cartridge. It says, "Don't forget to type sys s y s three two five nine two and hit the return key to start your adventure." <laughs> and this was obviously uh, this one was for Adventureland, which was another one of those uh, uh, text-based games. I remember so you, after you loaded the cartridge and turned the, the Vic Twenty on. It wouldn't do anything until you loaded some kind of system command for it to access mm-hmm. the cartridge or do whatever it does, right? Yeah, totally. It's just like, oh. I remember I played one of those text-based games on there, and I got stuck and I actually uh, mailed away to the company really? for, I didn't think for a clue. Stuff. And so like 12 weeks later, a, a piece of mail comes back and basically said... Yeah, that's nothing. We just put that in there for decoration. Mm. It's move on from there. How do I open this door? <laughs> 12 weeks. Well, anyway, so that was the VIC-20. Uh, can I move on from there? Yeah, I think so. Um, my parents uh, were friends with a couple, and uh, they'd go visit them, and they'd take me along, and uh, basically because this couple had a computer with video games that I loved playing, and... Uh, it had a great game called Buck Rogers. I love that game. And the computer was the Coleco Adam. Do you remember this? 
<laughs> this was a computer? Yeah, it was a very ill-fated computer. No, I don't think I ever played that one. It, it was a computer, and uh, it would play ColecoVision carts and games as well, and it had a uh, cassette drive right on the front, but it was a super high-speed one, not like what we knew from the VIC-20. And um, it had a printer. It had a, what did they call it, a letter-quality printer because it was actually a daisy wheel with a typewriter. Yep. Like, so it was not your, uh, like on the VIC-20, we had, what was that called, the shitty printer? The oh, dot matrix. Dot matrix printer, right? I didn't even, geez, did I even have a dot matrix? I think we had one with the VIC-20. <sighs> I didn't have a dot matrix. Hmm. I didn't have one of those till I got my first uh, PC. Well, you should have heard this printer that came with Adam. Like, it was that daisy wheel, and it would fire those letters onto the paper something like a gun going like gatling gun constantly bang 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 super fast um so but eventually uh these friends of the family they never played never used the computer they got it for business purposes as well as some entertainment but you know you know what happens so they ended up uh i guess i must have had some kind of money or something because i think i bought it myself from them for like a hundred bucks or fifty bucks or something, and so that was my next piece of equipment, the Coleco Atom, and it came with all the games they had, and they also had controllers, Coleco controllers, as well as remember the big giant Mitt controller with the joystick on the top, and every your four fingers each had their own button, and you'd play the Rocky game on it. No, nope. or you could play no, baseball. I never saw that either. Huge black controller. Um, so yeah, it had four buttons on the grip, uh, a big joystick on the top, and there's a keypad on the top as well. And you could, it was good for baseball. You know, if you want to throw to first base, you use your forefinger, goes to first base. Oh, and Rocky, it was good because your each, your finger was a different style of punch. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was the Coleco Adam. That was Probably around 1985, something like that. Adam came out in 83, but it was doomed to failure immediately. It was There was some stat how uh, stores were recording that four out of five units were being returned. <laughs> four out of five. I'm surprised they couldn't return stuff like that back then. Coleco lost a boatload of money on it, and um, I believe mine died as well. Because like all of my tech does, it just dies. But this had a real design flaw where the power system to the computer flowed through the printer. So if your printer went, you couldn't operate anything else. I think I remember hearing about something like that. Yeah, that's a real... That's a real dumb design. So I think that's actually what happened with mine was the printer went and... So none of nothing else would work, and I think, <laughs> I think I managed to sell it for parts to somebody for something. Like I, I rescued some money out of it. What was the logic for that? Would it have been like the printer had more power source space, so they made that like the. Well, I think it was so you could just daisy chain all your power, so you didn't have to have like five power, you know, things going so to save the cost of like one power cord and one extra power <laughs> yeah. supply. Yeah. But there are fans of the Coleco Atom, and there's actually people who have an Atom convention every year in Canada. There's a convention for everything. If you can now, believe man. it. Oh, uh, before we get too far on, 
forgot to mention my uh, my neighbors had a Commodore pet. Mm. The pet was before the VIC-20? Mm, I think it was a predecessor to the 64, so I think it was after the VIC. Uh, no, no. Uh, it says here the pet was... Uh, this is like in the 70s, late 70s. Yeah. So they have one lying around too. I just remember that. I just remember the name Pet. Yeah. Well, I just took a picture. I was at Value Village and I came across, I tweeted it out last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, I came across a Commodore typewriter, which is what Commodore started the business. Oh. In. Typewriter repair Oh, yeah, shop. yeah, that's right. Hmm. Cool. All right, so we're past my Atom 83. We're on to your NES, and I will say that was my next system as well, the NES. Also a family, a gift to the family. My, One Christmas. My Christmas gift. Just to you? Just to me. Oh. But I had a younger brother. I don't know how old he was then. But uh, old enough that he wanted to play it too so i guess he probably could so whatever age he was that he could function with a controller right i remember he had he wanted to play it more than i did so i had to constantly kick him off of it <laughs> he was addicted to it he he would spend all day on playing that mario game wow well ours was for the family but my sisters had no interest so it was basically Perfect. for me as well um well i guess we uh we should we should Went over one part too. I had the, uh, I didn't have it at that point, but uh, it was the Intellivision. My next door neighbor had it, mm -hmm. so I was always over there playing it. And then it ended up being my uh, my wife when we moved when we moved in together. I found one in her basement hmm. in storage, right? And they had like fucking twenty, thirty games. So I just took it over. I just said, "Oh shit, do you know what this is?" She didn't care, so I said, I have, and she just gave it to me, right? So I've, now I have the Intellivision myself with the uh, voice modulator and all those games. But, uh, yeah, my next-door neighbor had almost all the Intellivision games, so every day we'd be over there playing. So that was another good memory, too. Mm -hmm. I think my cousin next door had Intellivision, if I, if I recall. And that was probably the same time as ColecoVision, right? Yeah. So I didn't have that. Um, I had a school buddy that had the ColecoVision. All I remember is like, there's like two games that he had, like Donkey Kong and something else. He had uh, Pitfall. Uh, yeah, but he, well, he didn't have it, but it was, uh, he was the only person I knew that had that, uh, the uh, ColecoVision game or system. Well, for us, uh, we were a long time on the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, the original. That probably stuck around for the longest amount of time. Uh, played everything on that. A lot of rentals. Owned, uh, owned mm. like, I owned some big games. You know, the original Zelda. I don't remember Zelda. rentals for that, but. Had Zelda on the gold cart. Didn't, I thought it, it first came out on the gold cartridge, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of the first games you could save. Yeah, with the battery built in. Oh, love that. No more spending all day pausing the game and leave it running. Yeah, or putting in giant codes. 
Which sometimes never worked after you had to retype them in. Yeah, because you wrote it down wrong. No, not even if you wrote it down wrong. The system just somehow fucked up, and it'd be like, I copied this exactly. So you have to go back to, like, older code, hope it worked. Remember, what games did I have that did that? It wasn't Rygar, but... um, well, maybe it was Rygar. I think Rygar might have had a code like that. Like, fuck. 20 character codes. So what was that big game you owned that you were always playing on the NES, you always went back to? Hmm. I don't remember what I got after I, I purchased the, or Mario Brothers came with it, obviously. I don't remember what I, my next couple of purchases were. I remember it would have been like Contra, and then uh, I think the early games were like Kung Fu. I remember I bought that, and it was a piece of shit, and I think I returned it because I never, I never had it again. That was a fucking letdown. And then what were they, like 64 bucks, I think, back then? Yeah, I don't remember. They weren't cheap. It was like 60 bucks a game. I'd always go back that first Zelda game and the Mario game. See, I never bought any of the Zeldas. For some reason, my cousin had them, and he was big into the Zelda. I was, what was I into? Hmm. What about the light gun? Did you enjoy the light gun? No, no shit. Really? Yeah. I love the skeet shooting on the light gun. On what duck hunt? Yep. Yeah, but that got old fast too, right? For me, anyway. My friend had one, so. And then it just stopped working altogether where you just held the gun up in the air and go, and everything, had, you'd hit everything. It got weird. So what happened to your Nintendo in the end? Sitting on my shelf in the original box right now. Nice. Very good. Managed to keep it. My Nintendo, um, hey, this was one thing that didn't die on me. Oh, those things were monsters, man. They just kept going. So that followed me around. I kept that in my possession for a long time until I ended up selling it to my sister. Uh, She had a couple kids, and they were looking for something like that, something easy for the kids to play, like like those old platform games are easy. And uh, I I don't know if I... I I probably sold it to her. I probably took some cash. And uh, she had it for years with her kids, and then she ended up giving it back to me. The same system. Sweet. And then uh, in a fit of weakness, I ended up selling the whole thing to someone else. So the one system that didn't die on me, I sold it off. Uh, Was there any temptation from you to get into the Sega Master System at the time? The competing system? No, because it was either you're a Nintendo fan or a Sega fan, and I I went the Nintendo route and... uh, thought Sega was a piece of shit, but my cousin had the Sega. I forget what, uh, I just like the look of the Sega, all black yeah. and the guns look cooler. Didn't you get two guns? Yeah, you Sega? did. I think I'm just trying to remember it now. Hmm. I'm trying to remember what games, fuck jeez. I remember all I remember is my cousin had the Sega and then he had the TurboGrafx 16 but that's obviously a little bit further down the road. But um 
No, I was a Nintendo guy. I only knew one other person that had the Sega. Everyone else that I hung out with went Nintendo. Nintendo were, prior to that, they were stuck with the Atari for a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were with Nintendo for a while, and where did you go after that? I guess after the 8-bit the Nintendo would have been the PlayStation 1, right? Oh, really? Because, oh no, yeah, because I never owned the Super Nintendo. Uh, my cousin had it. Um, I remember I rented it a bunch of times from, uh, I guess it would have been Rogers or Blockbuster then. So whatever, one of those stores. And um, so I certainly played a bunch of Super Nintendo games. I don't know why I never ended up buying that system. Really strange. Hmm. So yeah, for me, it would have been from the 8-bit Nintendo system that I owned would have been the PlayStation 1. Um, what about you? Uh, I'm just thinking that's quite a jump for you. You went from uh, Nintendo right to disc-based after that. For me, uh, I had the Nintendo, and at some point, friends of mine had the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. I was over at their house, you know, playing Road Rash and... Uh, what else? Playing like hockey games and uh, the, oh, Sonic, of course. And I remember going on a trip with a buddy and his parents to the States. And I had two things I wanted to get. One, a CD player that had played actual CDs, like a Ghetto Blaster kind of thing that played CDs. And two, a Sega Genesis. I must have been working by the time. I must have been 14 or 15 and I had some kind of little job or something because I had some dough. And I came back from the States with both of those. And, uh, you know, I had to explain to the parents, this is a worthwhile purchase because this is going to give me all this entertainment. It comes only with one game, Sonic, but I will be playing this game. This is all I need, basically, this Sonic game because it has so much potential, right? The Sonic game is everything. All right. And, yeah, so the next system for me was the Genesis, and that's when I locked into that mode, and I'm a Genesis guy from now on and a Sega guy, and I never looked back at Nintendo. Everyone else was getting the Super Nintendo or the N64. I said, nope, Sega. That's the way to go. But you seem to have missed all that. You went right to PlayStation. There must have been some more cartridge-based stuff for you. Well, other than the Nintendo 64. So you did have the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Okay, my jumping head. I don't remember the order of them. What was, was it the 64, then the PlayStation, or PlayStation, then 64? Uh, well, I think they it was were so competing. long ago with the PlayStation 1 and 2. I, I can't remember the timelines that those came out and the 64 came out. Mm-hmm. It was probably right around the same time, 64. Because 64 was trying to hang on to cartridge-based yeah. gaming. Even I was actually just trying to think of um, why I never bought the Super Nintendo. And I was trying to think what the rental prices were for the systems, because then it was like we'd rent it for the week, right? Uh, yeah. And I think it may have been like, what, 20 bucks for a rental for the week? or it was Whatever it was, I think it was pretty cheap. So that might have been my logic why I never got around to buying a Super Nintendo. 
Now, this is where I got on a team kind of mode where I'm on this team and my, I'm going to stay on this team. So I missed out on the Final Fantasy games and uh, the new the Zelda games that came out for Super Nintendo and whatnot. That's why I think Nintendo... RPGs, basically. Won the war over uh, Sega. I don't know. Hmm. So I was. Uh, you want me to continue? Yeah, or, man. you're Keep going. deep in I'm, a I'm pool just deep of in thought, thought here. Trying to remember. <laughs> continue. So I was Genesis for a long time. Genesis, long time uh, with the the NHL games. EA. I remember yeah. Road Rash Three. I loved Golden Axe. I loved even the sequel, Golden Axe. Um, mm, I remember well, during this so time much. period, I was pumping a lot of money into arcades. I don't oh know if yeah, you did that. Absolutely. Literally every day after school, 10 bucks and quarters. <laughs> yeah. Well, we went there on our lunch. Yeah, there's a donut shop across, or coffee shop across the street from my high school. And they had like 1942. And uh, I think that was actually a tabletop version. And some other games there too. So, And then there was... Uh, Actually, downtown, we'd have to take the bus to the downtown core. And there was an actual massive arcade there where it would be like, you know, two hours after school before we went home and 10, 20 bucks and quarters. And I don't remember where the hell I was getting the money from, but uh, I was getting broke fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it was a video game, I was addicted to it. And Jesus. There was a full-on arcade just two streets over from our high school, so every lunch we would go. Put the quarter on the machine, you know, so you're next in line to play it. Mm. Yeah. I loved Golden Axe on the arcade. I could put one quarter in and play the whole game. Like, I'd have to walk away because I'd run out of time. I'd have to get back to school. Mm. Loved that game on the arcade. It was so playable. Unlike uh, like Ninja Turtles on the arcade was so fun, but really hard. It was hard. really good, yeah. I remember that and that. I put a lot of money into um, uh, the RoboCop game when that came out. The gun? No. Hmm. You're actually, it was a side-scroller. Oh. There's the RoboCop. Put a lot of money into Afterburner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Splatterhouse when it came out. Was that not in an arcade cabinet? Yeah. What was uh, the driving one? The Well, the one driving one that I really played a lot was uh, Iron Mike Off-Road. Iron Mike? That. Not Iron Mike. Uh, Iron something. Was that where you went around a track? Yeah. You were like, trucks? Yeah. Yeah, and you did jumps. You had a boost. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really, that. really good at that one. <laughs> uh, and there was Xenophobe. Yep. That was big. Mm-hmm. These were all, I don't know, this, this coffee shop just kept rotating all the games out, and man, it was like major hangout for some reason. Oh, well, we're getting off track. We totally don't own those games. No. So we're supposed to be talking about what we own. Right. Anyway, it was good memories, man. Um, okay, for me, Genesis took me um, 
again, friends of mine started buying computers and having computers in their houses, namely like the 386, yep. in, you know, uh, IBM clone and the 486. So they were playing Doom and Duke Nukem and really awesome games. So for me, uh, I guess my next piece of equipment after the Genesis was getting into the PC gaming with a PC Pentium. I remember it was the PC Pentium 75. And after a while, oh, yeah. after right. a while, I overclocked it to a whole 90. Yeah, the 75 megahertz. And the whole thing was uh, it displayed what megahertz it was on the front. And then if you, there was like a boost button where you could, where you could clock it up. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember what I did to overclock it, but it was something that, oh, you had to be careful because you'll overheat the whole motherboard yeah. and all this shit. Yeah, I had the 75 too, and I remember overclocking it. I remember mine coming with a boost button, though, and I could never figure out why wouldn't you just leave it boosted in the first place? Like it went from 75 to 90 or 95, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. And then... uh yeah, I had I went the same route too because that's when PC started coming in. So I was like, and I talked to my parents. Oh, I need it for school. Yeah, right. So every of course, I think it was every two years. By then, the PCs were shit, right? So you had to upgrade your PC. But for me, that's a long time. I was with the Genesis until Pentium came along. So I was with Genesis for a long time until PC. What were you doing in that? amount of time because I know you had a lot more systems in there yeah PlayStation 1 PlayStation 1 PlayStation 2 uh, the 64 and then um, yeah there's a whole time period where I went PC gaming for a while but you were in earlier with the PCs right uh yeah, like right from the start. So whatever, you know, I had the 286, 386, 486. So you had all three. And then it went to, uh, then they started going to the, after the 486, they went to the Pentium-based chips, right? Or yeah. no, Intel chips, sorry. Well, it was all Intel. Was it? Yeah, even 386s and 486s. So was it Pentium after that then? Yeah, they wanted to go 586, but they lost the copyright or some reason to the 86. So they just called it Pentium. Okay, so then I went Pentium. But I don't understand why you needed a new computer every year. No, it wasn't every year, man. It was like, I think it was every other year or something, or I just upgraded the motherboard. It wasn't like I went out and bought a whole new monitor and all that bullshit, right? Just basically upgraded the... The main motherboard system. But back then, uh, it was more fun, right? You could do it all yourself. <clears throat> yeah, I, I was guess. big into like you know buying all the stuff and building it myself, and you know having a better grasp of everything and doing the actual programming. You know. So in those early PCs, the two eighty sixes and three eighty sixes, were you? Uh, Don't ask me what I played though on them. No, I'm more interested. Were you talking? to online were you there with the uh the bulletin boards and all that did you have the the pad that you stick the phone receiver onto no didn't have that i I, I vaguely remember those days of like (coughs) of the boards and um i can't remember which ones i went on to actually 
Yeah, well, how could you? I remember one friend I, I, had I, a, I did that very, very, like, uh, sparsely. It was, I think I tried it a couple times, and I wasn't really into it. But you had the hookups to do it? Because you had to take your phone and put it on the pad, right? I don't remember doing that. I remember one buddy had all that set up. He's got, oh, you got to check this out. Let's dial this up and do it and get all this thing going. And he goes to a bulletin board. Oh, you got to check this out. We'll call up a picture of uh, Cindy Crawford. I remember. <laughs> line by line. I remember <laughs> I had a really, really old modem, though. But it was like the top of the line when I bought it, at whatever it was. But there was no, like, phone hookup to it. It was a straight uh, phone connection to the back of it. Oh, so, so that's a little bit newer. That's probably... That must have been like the... That had to be three, the Pentium. Really? You think so? Yeah, I would think so. Maybe, no, 486 probably had the uh, shitty modem. Remember? It was like the 14.4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the 12. That's right. That's 12. right. 12.2? Yeah. Um, Those were the fun days, man. You go look... Yeah, you download these singles, still nudie pictures or whatever, and they would slowly... I remember storing them all to my... Uh, uh, the smaller discs, what were they? The three and a halves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put them on there so your parents wouldn't find them. Mm-hmm. So then you'd, <laughs> then you'd, you'd uh, when you want to beat off or whatever, then you load them onto the computer and be like, all right, let's load this picture up because you forget what the hell it's called because you just got the number on the stupid disc. And then it would slowly load up line by line like a, and you're like, oh, this is taking forever. Oh man, those early modems. And you remember how expensive they were? Like yeah, they I remember cheap. having a 144 and wanting to upgrade to the 28. And it was like back then another 100 bucks. Like it and was then a lot of money. Someone calls into your house and then you get disconnected and <laughs> yeah, there's some kind of blocking feature you had to put on or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Jesus, it's been so long. All I remember would be like first thing in the morning I'm on my modem trying to download some shit. My fucking grandma would call to talk to my mom. And this is like right before school, so I lose my whole download and would fuck up. Yeah, that would screw your download for sure. I just remember all the pieces of those early computers cost so much. Like, uh, remember the sound blaster, yep. sound card? Some people had the sound blaster. Oh, no, I, I only have the onboard, whatever the motherboard had. <laughs> but you had to get sound blaster. That's the one to get. It was big bucks, even the CD-ROM, you know? Oh, I, you need a quad-speed CD-ROM. Oh, I, only, I only got a two-time speed. You're bringing back bad memories, man. Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty funny, man. It's what a uh, fucking waste of money. How about RAM? Do you remember how much RAM was? Like, it was like selling your soul if you wanted to upgrade your RAM. I got a number here. Uh, in 1995, 8 megabytes. Mm, I'm uh, probably going to say around 400. It was four hundred bucks per four oh, megabytes. <laughs> For four. For four. Isn't that funny? And then your hard drives were around four hundred to a thousand megabytes in size. Man. And of course your monitor. If you're lucky enough to get a huge monitor, the back of the monitor. You, you couldn't put it anywhere. I remember I had it was that, so huge, it was the size of a table. I remember my desk, I had to pull out like an extra foot away from the wall to put my monitor on there. Yeah, the backs of them were huge. 
And then I used to keep all my computers together. So I'd have like two monitors on one desk and one computer would be like, oh, this computer is just for my music or whatever. And this computer is just for playing games or just doing whatever, right? And early... Then you try to stick them up together so you could have more storage or... Oh, you're doing all some kind of stuff. I was all into that, man. And all I remember is just ever time-consuming and just soul-sucking because something would always go wrong, and then you're uh, searching for drivers that were compatible with this or that. (laughs) Yeah, that's enough to send you to Mac right there. That must have been what did it for you. I remember, plus, uh, manufacturers insisted on computer boxes being that shitty gray, or not gray, beige shitty computer box yep. very small like to work inside of it was really difficult uh anyways getting off topic again um right. so on the pentium 75 i remember playing uh yeah the doom and the duke nukems yep a duke uh, was I, I never really got into the duke games the Doom ones were really good. I remember that. But the I, Duke, just, I just found kind of, I don't know, something didn't trigger with me. I loved the humor in the Duke Nukem game. And I, I remember one point, it was my first like real uh, jump out of my chair moment for a video game where I got too engrossed in it. In a Duke Nukem game, I'm, you know, you wander around the bars or whatever. You're shooting aliens in a bar or something. And I went to explore the bathroom. And you could play with the toilets and shit, I remember. And then my character turned around, and there was a dude there, and I fired the shotgun at the dude, and it turned out it was my reflection in a mirror, my avatar's reflection in a mirror. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that was brilliant. Good work, guys. Hmm. Look at you exploring toilets. Yeah, and then uh, Doom. I think Doom was my first multiplayer game where I played with uh, other people over over the internet and somehow it wasn't uh laggy it just worked really good that was so hilarious you'd see uh your buddy come running around the corner and one of those homing missiles following him around the corner (laughs) and then him dying had a great uh, death animation if you got to see it i think my first online game playing with a buddy from his house was probably the first diablo so that was certainly a little bit further down the road, but yeah, uh, no, none of my other buddies really had the the PCs to play with, so or maybe they just weren't into it. I don't remember. Hmm. Well, uh, like I said, I went from uh, Genesis, a Team Genesis, Team Sega guy, into a Team PC guy. I would get all my games were PC only. Forget consoles. And I looked at people with consoles and said, you guys are dummies. Your PlayStation 1s, look at your graphics. They're a joke. Look what I can do on my PC. So I stuck with PCs. The next PC after that was the Pentium 3. I don't remember what the, what the Hertz was on that. Hmm. Uh, but there you could play like the Half-Life and uh, Quake and Need for Speed games. Yeah, I played Half-Life and I played Quake, so I probably had whatever PC was capable of playing it. Hmm. Yeah, that whole era was like a blur. I, c- I couldn't tell you exactly everything that I had or played, I, though I still have all the discs. And a bunch of my original game boxes, so I should do a photo shoot of those. 
Mm-hmm. Not that I could ever play them again. Well, and you can get a you could get a hold of all the games, and uh, I remember there were people, you know, homebrewing games like the Need for Speed game. You could get any kind of car you ever imagined because someone had designed it for the game and made it available uh-huh. online and shit. Like you could drive the Back to the Future car, or you can drive the Men in Black car. Whatever you wanted, someone out there designed it and uploaded it to the internet. So I was PC guy for a while until uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but I ended up getting an Xbox, the original Xbox. I don't know what pushed me to that. I can't remember because I was heavy into PCs. Well, it must be either computer prices or the fact that the the console systems actually caught up. No, you know what I think it was? I think I wanted just to be in the living room. On a television, on a couch kind of thing. Whereas my PC was in, you know, the spare room and the computer room. You're buried away in your room. I think I wanted to be out. That might have been it. Yeah, I don't know what caused my transition, too. I, I went... It would have been... What was it? Well, you had all the PlayStations. Were you heavier more in the gaming in the PlayStations or the computer? I'm more computer, actually. Hmm. But you had all those PlayStations at the same time. Yeah, but they weren't very good, and I never had a lot of games for them. Those were mostly rentals. I have very few PS1 and PS2 games. Uh, probably a good thing because they were so shitty. Then obviously, I'm still using my PS3, but... Um, yeah, I guess it was, uh, I went PC-based for a number of years, probably all through high school, I think, and then uh, something caused a transition back to the game console. Probably got fed up with having to upgrade your PC all the time because your memory wasn't right, or your video card, or your uh, sound card wasn't strong enough, and absolutely, you get to a point where it's like every year. Remember, that was the biggest complaint. Every year, your system wasn't powerful enough to play the next and latest game, right? I rem- yeah, I remember so what that. What the fuck's the point? That Pentium 3, I bought souped up, as souped up as you can buy. And yep. I couldn't wait to buy my first game for it, like the same day. I'm like, for the first time, I'm going to play a PC game. Full resolution, full everything. And I couldn't do it. Yep. <laughs> Still couldn't play it full on. It's a joke, man. Well, they did it, that industry did did it to themselves, man. You can't get your shit together, and you can't provide a product and service that's going to last more than a year to someone. Why would you continue to put money into it, right? So it was full on into Xbox then, and again, I stayed a team guy. I was team Xbox, mm. team Microsoft. I wouldn't waver. I wouldn't even look at a PlayStation. It was only Xbox. Team PlayStation for me, apparently. Well, that was mostly just because of the, uh, I was big into the Final Fantasy games, right? So, where Final Fantasy went, I went. Mm-hmm. Well, so at this point, I'm missing out on the GameCube games. I'm still missing out on Nintendo. I haven't gone back to Nintendo from since the NES days. I was Xbox now. So, I was enjoying playing my games, but I'm missing out on Nintendo uh, properties I didn't have many uh, GameCube games, so I can't really say I was big on that system either. Did you have a GameCube at this time? Yeah. With the PlayStations and all that? Yeah. GameCube, and then uh, after the GameCube was a Nintendo Wii. 
So, well, I went from the original Xbox to the 360, and uh, that's why I'm still playing. Right. I think I went to the 360 when I had my basement good to go with the projector and the HD and all that, because I could uh, right. it could handle that system. It had enough resolution for the projector to look good. So I went 360, and uh, once I settled into that, then the older system started coming back to me. I got another GameCube, and I got another Genesis, and uh, the Nintendo came back, uh, all three of which I ended up selling in moments of weakness, but then they have come back to me again. I have another GameCube, and I've finally, finally allowed PlayStation into my life, and I now have a PlayStation 2, and I'm going through those titles, and I'm loving it. Loving it! What are you loving about it? I don't know. The games are fun. I'm playing some Ratchet and Clank right now. I'm playing uh, Rampage. Uh, I played the Resident Evil game on PlayStation 2, Resident Evil 4. Mm -hmm. It stands up. The graphics are fine. Using component cables on my HD screen, it's fine. It's great. Um, and of course, uh, the handheld games came into play, the Nintendo DS, the 3DS, and, uh, I guess recently at a yard sale, I got a DS XL, but it refuses to take a charge, so I don't play that very much. Oh, and the Wii as well. A Wii came into being. So Nintendo did come back. Full circle, circle of life. Hmm. Which I do play, and I do enjoy the Wii. I know you... Don't give it any credence anymore, but... No, it was just a big waste of money for me. Taking up space on my shelf. Oh, you should definitely give that a shot. I remember even the sports games on the Wii, like the table tennis. I'd play that table tennis all night long. Mm. I don't know. I found it to be... It was an interesting gimmick, but I get tired waving my hands around all the time. Oh, I had to clear out the whole living room to play that yeah, table tennis. I just, I just don't care. I'm diving around the room. I think for me, I'd rather just sit and use my hands. So here we are. This is where we're at. You're with the PlayStation 3. Uh, I'm with the 360. Yep, PlayStation 3, saving up for the PS4. So that's on your radar. You're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, I'd like to get that by Christmas time. Really? <laughs> Whoa. And... um in the meantime, yeah, just uh, going back and getting future retro games. Um, so why bother with the four before Christmas? Why? Why you need it? I don't. Man, I'm waiting. That's over a year. It would have been out already for a year, right? Well, what are you scrambling to play on there? I don't know. Just all the new games look good. The reason why, another reason why I went to the 362 is because my original Xbox died. So that was an excuse to move on. As long as my 360's kicking, there's zero reason for me to upgrade to the Xbox One. Although that Fallout does look good. Yeah. Um, well, to either go PS4 or I get myself like a Retron 5 and just go back and do a bunch of uh, Super Nintendo games or whatever, right? Yeah. But then yeah. in Retron 5, I'm dishing out 175. And they're harder to find now. They haven't been in my video game store in months. And the buddy of mine just bought one on Kijiji for 80 bucks. Whoa! How do you know if it works, though, buying on Kijiji? 
Astra, it's a risk you got to take. I hear a lot of them like to, uh, they fail kind of easily. Yeah, well, it is, there's not much to it, right? So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, that shit store in Pickering apparently still has a bunch that you can get. And I think they're okay with, like, if it doesn't work, you can just bring it back, right? Oh, well, that's good. So, but, uh, Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, like 450 for like a PS4, or do I put that money towards a, get myself a nice Super Nintendo with a box and a couple of good games? With a box, so you won't play it. <laughs> I won't buy it without the box. The box is part of the, the These, system itself. Oh, Christ. That's another show. The PS4, yeah, you're talking 450 The games are now going up to like $90. And well, I would uh, never buy a game until it went on cheap. The memory you need nowadays for these games and the constant updating is, I don't know, seems all a big yeah, hassle to me. It seems like we're coming full circle again with the whole PC bullshit of having to upgrade everything and um, system updates and all that nonsense too, right? Uh, my, buggy, my buddy's complaint with his PS4 is... Um, the game saves and the game data so much that uh, like he just can't, he just got the standard hard drive space for his PS4. So whatever that is, uh, 500 gigabytes or whatever it is, right? Uh, he can only put like maybe two, three games on there before he has to delete one to, to install another one, right? Yeah, and they want you to throw install the whole game on the hard drive nowadays. Yeah. So especially if you don't buy it, right? At if least if the, you download it from whatever wherever space it comes from, the uh, PS network or whatever. Well, I think even if you buy the physical copy, it makes you. It still does it, yeah, but yeah. piece of shit. It's waste. I don't know. At that's least that's my next step anyway, determining what system I want to get or what game I buy. But I like to go back and get a bunch of Super Nintendo stuff. All right, man. Well, uh, this has been fun looking back uh, at our technological histories. The money we spent. The money you spent. Oof. At least you uh, have most of it still. Yeah, most. Yeah. It's a shame I didn't keep my uh, computer systems. I don't know. Would you be able to do anything with them? Oh, you mean like the Commodores? Well, like I said, I hopefully I still have that. I'm going I'm to talk to my uncle. Maybe he uh, has his shit that he doesn't want anymore. I remember he had like a Pong system too. Mm-hmm. I, I, could, I was too young to understand what it really was. I thought there was like some old hippie system or what is this Pong thing, right? Because <laughs> yeah, it was the big rectangle board. And I go, this is fucking weird. It was like... Some fucking, yeah, like some 70s shit here, or what is this? I didn't understand what it was. So I wonder yeah. if he has that still, man. Oh. Yeah, it's playing video games and rolling joints. <laughs> Anyways, man, I got, uh, I got shit to do. All right. I'll just stay here and talk to everybody <laughs> and uh, continue the show on myself, and uh, people will just listen to me ramble on. Well, that sounds good. But, uh, no, as always, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Uh 
Again, you can find us and follow us on Twitter at STC Pod. That's run by Bill. Uh, find and follow me on Twitter, uh, which is at AC Decepticon. Uh, follow the STC Pod blog, which is stcpod.com, and you can find our shows on there as well as on the Podmac site, starttocontinue.podmac.com. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash start to continue, and check out my blog, uh, uh, www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca, and check out my other podcast, uh, Transformers and Beer, which is also on Podomatic as well as on my blog site. So, As always, we want to thank Sweden, great country that that is, and... Um Check out, oh, we will probably be launching, or it probably has happened, our T-shirt campaign, non-profit, just so you guys can uh, wear some of our colors. Check it out. I think that's it. Kill it. Post it and post it. <laughs>